This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining the To Hallenbeck podcast, starring me, Nathaniel Witto, as your host. And tonight we've got Will and Mark on. And uh, we're proudly sponsored by Six Yards Out and Pearson's Bar. And I've... Uh, oh, I, th- I think the uh, intro has actually worked today. We've had technical difficulties the last few weeks, but I think it's worked very well. So, um, Mark, you're from the Hull City Supporters Trust, and I believe we've got some sort of... Uh, book thing or Dean Windass has got a book out and there's going to be an event at our sponsor Old Zoological Bar so uh, Mark do you want to talk yeah. to us about that for a little yeah, bit? that's correct um, obviously Dean's got a new book out so we're, um, we're having a book signing at um, the Old Zoological or used to be Pearson's on the 4th of March starting at um, 12 o'clock so yeah we've got a link I think if anybody wants to come along get a book get a book ordered before you come and uh, come and get it signed. Marvellous. Yes, of course, um, we are going to be talking a little bit about uh, Bristol City and our game that's coming up against him. Of course, when that's his probably most famous moment for Hull, coming against Bristol, it's probably a good time for him to have have a book coming out. And uh, I think, um, you know, we've, we've killed two, burn, uh, two birds with one stone there, that the supporters trust having an event um, with Windass. And, of course, we get to mention the sponsor again. So that's just lovely. So, uh, Will, uh, how, how are you feeling? Because um, we, we just mentioned before the podcast, I've sort of jinxed it a little bit. Uh, the last episode or two episodes ago, I said, I don't want Hull to have any more boring nil-nils. And then two of the three games since then have been... Uh, you know, scoreless draws. So, how has it been this last week or so? Annoyed because you keep doing this. Mm. Well, I keep jinxing it, or Hull yes, keeps I'm blaming it solely on you. Well, absolutely. It must be that the you know we're so popular that the players listen yep. to the show and then just think, oh, well, just despite him, I'll just despite uh, Witto, um, we'll we'll just 
you know drop some stinkers but uh mark what about you um how have you seen the uh season so far and uh liam senior's reign uh i've been impressed with liam i think he's done quite a good job since he's come in um yeah the team have looked a lot better um roller coaster at the beginning of the season i did enjoy some of the few home games at the beginning but yeah yeah the team will look a lot more solid um yeah but we've missed Seri and we've missed Connolly, I'm afraid. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. big style. Well, well, they're both out for a month. Uh, Connolly, I think, missed the previous game against uh, Norwich and then again against Preston and then Seri was injured for the Preston game. And then, of course, the, the usual person to come in for him, Ryan Woods, um, he's also injured for a month. So uh, I think two of those will be big misses. And because of Seri being injured, Woods being injured is also a big miss. Um, we'll get all, on to that um, in a, a fair second. But uh, So another nil-nil against Preston. I think we were hoping for a, a better result, even though perhaps it was going to be quite tight. Uh, Will, of course, you're at the game. How, how did you see the game going, really? Um, and were you disappointed with the result? A bit of both, but disappointment and not too disappointed because first half we should have been out of sight, should have smashed it um, but we didn't, but that was typical of City in recent times, just not having not taking the chances they're given mm-hmm. um, but second half, Preston came back into it probably had some decent opportunities to get a goal themselves and I think on the balance of the whole 90 minutes the draw was maybe about right but it was a missed opportunity definitely mm-hmm. for City mm-hmm. um, and they didn't, even though we had a couple of chances to go in front they didn't offer massive amounts overall, City. Especially that second half, it was very concerning how it kind of petered out. Yeah, it did also, a bit. the ref didn't help. Oh, again. yes. One of the things I've got written down here, I, I don't know his name, but I know that this was his first ever championship match. Sam Ellison, I believe it is. That that, that sounds right. And, uh, yeah, absolutely dreadful. Um, I've not watched every whole game this season, but... Um, and uh, when I have watched them, I don't remember the referee being uh, really terrible. But I don't usually like to point it out. And I don't necessarily think that it uh, hindered um, Hull's performance at all or the result. But he was just really shocking. It just seemed like, like every decision he made was wrong. And um, Mark, were you at the game? And if so, uh, I certainly was. I yeah. Didn't see. yeah, I didn't rate him. I thought, yeah, he had a, I thought the ref had a poor game. Mm. Um did he get the penalty decision right? I'd probably say, yeah, he did. Hmm. Yeah. I did think I've not seen it back, so I, I don't know. I was livid at the time that it, it wasn't given, but, uh, Will, you, you thought it wasn't a penalty for two fans? No, I didn't think it was a penalty, no. Um, the thing that I thought was wrong, was it wasn't necessarily his performance overall. I think it was just so stop-start. Yeah. That was yeah. the thing. It was just like, he just didn't let any, on either side, he didn't really let anything breathe. Mm. Which I think yeah. really ruined it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not on uh, FIFA. The, one of the classic commentaries is that uh, referees been really good at giving advantage, and I don't think they did that um, very well on Saturday. Uh, now, well, Mark, what about you? Were you disappointed with the result? Did you expect City to play better against a, a team that is right next to us in the table? Um, I, th- I thought it could be a game that would go could end up a draw. I did think that mm. both, both similar position in the in the league. Preston do defend well, and so do we. So mm. 
kind of had that writing on the wall, maybe. But I think if we just didn't take our chances early on, and then there was a lot of crosses that were going wayward. <laughs> a lot of crosses. Yeah, and probably a bit too far to the back post. I and mean, we brought Tete on, but then we also brought Oscar off. So perhaps with two big strikes in the box, we would have been able to get on the end of one of those. But um, I, I don't know about that substitution. I think having Oscar on the pitch is always a, a good thing. But then I guess he didn't play very well um, with quite limited service. Um, speaking of crosses into the box, that um, uh, a question Rossini had to answer in his uh, press conference recently was that we had 11 corners and um, the, the, apparently the delivery was quite poor. But I mean, I was watching it. I know Pelkas, the first corner was woeful, like went out for a um, a throw-in, I think. But then I thought the rest of them uh, were pretty decent. Jones had a decent chance. So, uh, I mean, I still think we're missing um, that sort of tra the traditional well, uh, set set piece taker um, who, who we know is going to take it. Like we had Honeyman and Elder because we've had Seri and Tufan and Slater and Elder and uh, Palcast, just lots of them. Um, do you think the reason why we're not scoring as many set pieces this season, Will, is because we have that you know, too much difference in who's taking it. It's not necessarily about who's taking it. Because you, you, I mean, in theory, any professional footballer should be able to put a cross in if that's what they're well, they training on all week. Um, but I think our set-piece taking is very, very mixed. Sometimes it can be decent and sometimes it can be absolutely abysmal. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Especially Tufan. I, th I don't I think Tufan's good at them at all. The amount of times... A man, it would never beat the first man, just infuriates me. I would rather it go long than oh, beat yeah. the first man. Because yeah. at least if it goes long, you might be able to get onto it the other side and cross it back in. Whereas yeah. it's short, uh, you know, it's just it's so disappointing. I guess the thing is, just about above the first man is probably the best spot to put one. And that's where they're aiming. And then they never. That's the thing. If I, it was so poor at hitting past the first man, why don't we put anyone on the nearer post? Yeah. Yeah, just flick it on. Yeah, that's probably not a bad idea. But uh, yeah, um, Mark, I agree with what you said that um, it probably could end in a draw. I mean, I said 1-0, but I knew it was going to be a, a fairly tight game. I mean, Preston, of course, are in a sort of competition with Haaland with how many goals they score. They're not a particularly exciting attacking flowing side. Um, I, I, think, I think Preston are winning that battle now. And of course, we've had three of the last four games have been clean sheets and seven of the last 15 under the senior. That's definitely something to appreciate. And um, looking back at it now, um, of course, I'd, I've been happy if we'd scored just one against Stoke and Preston and got the wins. But, um, you know, the senior has made us a, a more solid team. And, uh, you know, if we are keeping clean sheets, we are going to pick up a lot of points going forward, just not quite as exciting. So um, I think because of the dropped points in the last three games. I know, Will, you've said that the playoffs was never on, but Mark, were you ever hopeful that we could just squeeze into the playoffs with Rosini, perhaps after the back-to-back -back wins against QPR and Cardiff? Yeah, I think I think when we got them back-to-back -back wins, it's in the back of your mind, yeah, yeah, we can, we can we can do this, but yeah, you need to keep them, you need to keep the wins coming, I'm afraid, and uh, we aren't doing that. Um, I, I mean, if I have to say anything about Preston, I thought they defended really well on Saturday. Yeah. Given the Jew, they defended well and they, they put some good tackles in when needed. So, 
Um, yeah, both teams defended well. I think we can go down to Bristol and beat them, but I think we're missing two key players. So, yeah, I think yeah, them well, playing makes us uh, an average. They're missing. They're missing Atkinson in the defence as well, who's been the key man for them, which so hopefully mm. cancels. Oh, Hopefully, yeah. But then, of course, we say that um, Seri missing him is a big thing, but uh, Javier Simons came in for his first league start. Um, apparently, we've signed him on a permanent deal or agreed to do that in the summer. Um, and I think that's probably a, a good p- bit of business. And I thought that before, um, you know, when it was touted in, um, in January, I thought it was going to be a, a good deal for us. But then he was uh, voted man of the match against Preston and uh, coming in. Yeah, to fulfill that role, played well. Yeah. So, what, what what exactly did he bring to the side, Mark? I just I just think he's I think he's a good footballer. I don't think he's a good footballer. He's not a Seri type player, but yeah, he seems to sit further back. Yeah, I, I, I like him. He seems an intelligent player. So, mm. yeah, I yeah, it, exactly. I think he's got a good career ahead of him. So, I, I thought he. He knitted things together nicely. I, I didn't see him yeah. create, you know, a huge amount of chances like I know Sari can. But um, you know, we've got Tufan and Pelkas and these other players who I don't think played hugely well. Um, we were winning the ball quite high up the pitch, and that that's where we were creating our chances from. But um, yeah, really, unless of course you are Sari, you've got that amazing passing ability that we've seen. If you are a Woods or a Simons, you just need to give the ball forward to the attacking players and let them you know uh come up with something special and didn't really happen on saturday um i guess the, the biggest chance was oscar and and um i, I don't know why i'm gonna do this but i'm just gonna slate him a tiny little bit um i mean i remember someone saying that uh at huddersfield away when he blazed one over the bar by a mile which he did i think once or twice against Preston. He's a fantastic player in the six-yard box and the penalty box, but if he ever has a shot outside the box, it's it's going to the stand, which is a shame. But I guess because he's so good at one thing, you can't expect him to be an all-round player. But um, again, as yeah. we were mentioning weeks ago, uh, before we had a, another sort of run of goals, you know, he, he does scores and run. He does score and runs and... Uh, you know, sometimes he really doesn't get the service, and I think if we can just unlock him a bit more, um, you know, he's our top goal scorer, but we need to see a little bit more out of him. But, but how do we do that, Mark? Um, I mean, I was quite surprised that he didn't start Teta from the beginning, play him on hmm. the left. I'd, I'd, I'd have played that because he's, I think he plays well with him. I'm really surprised he didn't give hmm. Teta a go starting, play him on the left. Yeah, I do think we have seen. Perhaps did the best of him with a in a front two, uh, early in the season when Tete was essentially playing up front but was on the wing. Um, of course, seeing him and Connolly mix up and uh, you know link up, I think that's when we've seen the best of Oscar. But who who would be best to come into that sort of second striker role um, if not Tete? Will so like behind behind Oscar? Would you say then? Yeah, yeah. I'd argue maybe maybe two fans to be honest. If everything behind yeah. the striker, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, I think him or Pelcast there would work quite well in the number ten yeah. role. But they seem to be being played out wide a lot recently. Um, just really hope that Ebuway, who came on and uh, didn't do a huge amount, but he went past some players quite quite well. 
hopefully we see. He's, he's know, not fully fit, is he? So no, I'm not no. He's getting back into the swing of things, isn't he? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, Tete, Pelkas, Tufan, some of these players, um, Ebiway would have played against um, Manchester City's development squad. That's who we had a friendly against on Tuesday. And uh, mm. according to the whole Daily Mail, we won 4-0. So hopefully some of those players maybe scored, got involved in a competitive game. It's not quite the same as a league match. I was going to say, if it, if it was beating Man City 4-0, I'd have, I'd have paired my ears up at that one. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I guess Figueredo keeping a clean sheet even against, you know, academy players is quite impressive. So we've got to give him props for that um, because I think he, he played. Um, yeah, Enchep says, played Man City uh, this week. Hopefully minutes in the tank for players because that's something we've, we've so struggled with this season. It's fitness. Um, we've just had a slight good run of form, and then Seri, uh, Connolly, and um, Woods all out for a month. Um, but there is one really good news story um, that Adama Traore is going to be in the squad for Bristol City. Of course, none of us have seen him play uh, for Hull, at least, because he's, he's never played. He's been out for, I think, um, a year and a month since he Near played enough. football. 386 days, I think I saw. So, um, I mean, we really don't know how good he's going to be, but Will, could he be, you know, like that cliche that I, I like to say, could he be like a new signing? Well, yeah, he could be like I a mean, new signing because he's never I played mean, he is. before. He is a new signing, exactly. But um, yeah, um, he'll give I a bit of He's promising, promising because he, obviously it's only, it's only the um, it's under-21s, but he looked all right in the under-21 games that he's played. And um, he's been building his fitness up, and like to midweek that game for Man City development, that was as Rasina himself said in the press conference, was pretty much for fitness, getting players more match time. As long as uh, they're able to, as long as that's actually really helped, I'd be interested to see what it's like. Obviously, he'll be off the bench if it does come on, mm-hmm. um, but hopefully, it's a good sign. And I know I think isn't isn't uh, Von Kerville back soon as well. Oh, I don't know about that. But with all the options we've got, I don't know whether he'll play a whole amount. I feel like that was just a real sort of last option because there were so many injuries. He did he did fairly well though early in the season. But is he, really is he a Surrey type player or is he more an attacking midfielder? No idea. Is this Triore? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think he could be box to box. Although I was recently listening to the Football's Clichés podcast and then I heard that box-to-box didn't necessarily mean what I thought it meant. Because I've always thought it meant you're, you're good in both boxes. You can you go back and you defend and then you can go forward yeah, and attack. Whereas they were talking about it being more that you, you they don't go into the other penalty boxes. They're just in between the, the from box to the other box. And I guess it's pretty similar, but... Will, what's your what's your definition of box to box midfielder? I don't read the definition. I just like using the cliche. Yeah, fair enough. Um, another thing that uh, has seen um, a lot of debate online recently about um, the goalkeeper situation at Hull, and um, Ingram he's kept another clean sheet. I assume I know what your answer is going to be, but um, I suppose are you surprised that Carl Darlow hasn't come in, Mark? Um, has, has, has he gone back to Newcastle? Does anybody know? Has no, he, no, no, he's he staying with us. He's staying. Um, I suppose if you if you keep us keeping clean sheets, why would you drop him? 
Yeah. I think, mm. think that would be unfair to him. I mean, I mean, to be fair, though, Preston didn't have a shot on target on Saturday. True. No. No. So, I mean, I, so I would have kept the clean sheet in goal, I guess. You have to, <laughs> imagine, you have to it, imagine at some point he's going to play Darlow. It's just a matter of when rather than if. But at the same time, yeah. you can't justify dropping Ingram because he's done nothing wrong. Absolutely. I mean, he did nothing well on Saturday if he didn't make a save. Um, but, uh, yeah. It, I think the main story is just it's it's unfortunate for Darlow that he's coming uh, to a club where and he um, probably would have played a good final and and he thinks he's going to play a lot of games and then of course Newcastle get to the cup final and with the um, the insane red card um, that some people have, have tried to defend I mean Pope's basically picked the ball up fifteen yards outside his box uh, completely ridiculous um, yeah it's just a shame that he, he wouldn't play. For the um, in the League Cup, but uh, I mean, Mark, just last little bit about Preston. Um, what exactly do you think we need to improve on? Um, obviously, it's putting the ball in the back of the net, I guess. But how do you think we 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 should approach the next game to get more out of these attacking players? I think in a whole, we, we did play all right, but I just think it's that decision making in the last third of the pitch that let us down mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sat where I'm sat in E3, there was a, a couple of passes that just went right across the face of the goal. All it had to do was someone to put it in. It was, mm. and the ball was played behind them. So, yeah, real strange. Yeah, there's just some real strange decision making on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that because it, it seemed a few times we'd won the ball in their half. And, and I think Pelkas had a great chance where or, or it could have been slid across to him because he had an open net and it just didn't work quite out uh, the way we wanted it to. So hopefully we do get a little bit of luck because I think sometimes you do need that. I mean, when we got that crucial first goal against QPR, that, that started that two-game run. It was um, a deflection that Connolly got the, the first goal. So um, I guess that little bit of luck. And then hopefully we can go into this Bristol game and uh, get a few goals. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So um, can anyone tell me the last time we won away at Bristol? Um, same as Stoke and Norwich. It was a long time ago. It was a while ago. That's correct. Mark, can you be more specific? Um, I'm probably going to go for about five years ago. Uh, well, well, that is actually completely 100% correct, pretty much, uh, because the last time we beat them, or almost correct, uh, was uh, 2016 in the League Cup. But in the in the league, uh, we actually last won uh, in Bristol 11 years ago in uh, 2012 or October 2012, so 11 seasons ago. A 2-1 win, I think Aluko scored. Um, Luko a really scored. great, 
a really great goal uh, passing 1-2 with Corrin. One of the rare occasions we won on Sky. Yes, exactly. I remember we actually won on Sky and hopefully we do that in a, a few uh, weeks' time against um, West Brom and Burnley. Uh, I mean, with the form those teams are in and the fact it's on Sky, I doubt we're going to beat Burnley, especially on Sky, but you never know. Maybe never that know. would break the hoodoo. But uh, yeah, Alex rightly says 2012. I don't know whether that was before or after um, I said it on the show. So I'm, I'm not going to give him any credit. Also, happy birthday to Alex Lancaster. Um, so, you know, he asked to be uh, remembered to us. That's an odd phrase uh, I've used. There, but, uh, I'm sure everyone on listening is delighted. Delighted, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, good, good to hear. And um, so, of course, Nigel Pearson is at Bristol. Um, Mark, what, what were your views on uh, Nigel Pearson's time at City? Because I don't really remember it. Snack. I'm so young. Uh, boring. Mm. About sums it up, I think. No, I, 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 to be fair, he didn't do a really bad job. I, I don't think he did bring some good players in. Um, yeah, I think it didn't work out for him, really, did it? So, I mean, you say it didn't work out. He happily just left us at the first opportunity. For oh yeah, one. yeah. We yeah. were just a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he came back a couple of weeks later with his new team and Corrin smashed it in in the last minute, which was delightful. Yeah, but Bambi was the manager then as well, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, I think they'd fallen out as well, hadn't they? They had. Yeah. <laughs> I um, think Pearson does, a, does that a fair bit. I think Rosinia spoke very well of him, but uh, I think... Pearson... For me, Pearson, he's... Yeah, He's he's understandably I understand why people don't like him because like he's very boring very very com- he gets very confrontational but whenever he gets questioned about anything yeah he doesn't like um, yeah but he saw, he set up he, he built an alright side from work because even when he came in we were financially in ruin pretty much and he built a decent side with not much money spent at all and mm. that was a nice step building blocks for what Bruce then went and did a couple of seasons later. Yeah, well, of course, he signed current manager Lee Messina, so we can thank him for yeah. that because we've got a good manager out of it, you know, 10 years later. And um, so we lost 5 0 at Bristol last season. Um, yeah. Former Tiger Chris Martin, who um, we made him look very good. Um, they do have some quality players. Is it Alex Scott? And uh, But not the pundit, Amena Weiman. Well, He's a very yeah. good player. <laughs> Um, they're eight unbeaten in the league, two draws in the last game. Uh, can anyone else tell me who was the last player to score at Bristol City? Because it obviously wasn't last season. It's a, a, quite a difficult one, this, I think. Um, I think it was now. Well, the clue is that it was the just before we got relegated in the COVID season. There was a honeymoon was free kick. There was a honeymoon <laughs> free kick whipped into someone who scored the header. I mean, I don't. Know why you'd know it, but just have a guess. Um, no idea. Yeah, centre half. Jordy Device. Exactly, exactly. Well, got, well, got us back into the game, I think. Smudge kissing weasel. Yeah, so um, <laughs> a, fair, a fair few snakes we've mentioned, uh, Pearson and um, Device as well. Uh, and I, I don't know whether the device is a snake, but he's a sunny a weasel. Um, so, and then of course we had a five-five. Uh, I was going to say that's really the only game one. I can ever think of in recent yeah. times at uh, Bristol. Uh, Ashton Gate, five-all. 
So, um, you know, a 5 0 loss and a 5 0 draw there recently. I, I, I hopefully, we score um, five unanswered goals on Saturday. But as I said, uh, I don't know whether we're really flowing at the top end of the pitch. But, uh, um, Mark, how do you see this game going? You said hopefully that we can get the three points. But uh, do you think that's likely? Um, looking at the form of our team and, and Bristol, I'd probably say we're going to end in a draw. <laughs> Mm. Okay. 5-0 draw probably unlikely and they are 15th just one point below us so again um, we are in a current run where we're playing the, all the teams around us because it's uh, West Brom and um, Coventry who are maybe just above us uh, after this so I think another draw is probably um, something but uh, Will what about you do, do you think perhaps we could get back to winning ways well Bristol are the most I've like run of the middle team in this league this season. After 32 games, I think they've won 10, drawn 11, lost 11. So mm. right down the middle. So straight away, they'll probably win and make it 11 all. Um, yeah. And their goal differences, Possibly, and their yeah. goal differences plus one. So they've scored as many as they've conceded near enough. They're just yeah. perfectly level. Um, well, I mean, so, us beating uh, them 1-0 would really even it out then. It would, but also... I mean, we're above them in the table. Like I said, they've been on a good run of form in terms of not losing, but... Yeah, more so have we. So probably another duel, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I hope it isn't another duel. We've had so I'm many of those predict, recently. I'm going to predict, as I always do, 3-0 City. 3-0 City, yeah. City. Cool. cool. But, uh, and Mark, what about you? What's your prediction going into this? And uh, are there any major changes you'd make to the lineup to get oh, that win? I'm- I'd love us to win 2-1, if I'm bluntly honest. But, um, oh, yeah. I'd love, I'd love us to win 3-0 that. even more. But um, looking at the way we played on Saturday, yeah, just need to be a bit more clinical in front of goal. And major changes, well, I'd, I'd start Teta, maybe. Mm-hmm. Give, him, yeah. give him a go. I think that's probably fair. I, I might start Ebiway, um just to get those crosses into Tete and Oscar, so maybe 4-4-2 with... Um, him. I mean, I can't even really remember what the lineup was. It was uh, a fair few changes. I got used to the one where we were playing against QPR and uh, Stoke and Cardiff. I got used to that one. So I haven't got room in my memory to look up uh, any lineups. But here is the most exciting part of the podcast. Um, oh, sorry, viewers, you're not going to be able to see Mark, but this is the combined lineup I've made of Hull against uh, Bristol. Yes, again. So, audio fans delighted in this one. Well, I read it out for audio fans. So we've got Matt Ingram in goal. Pring, whoever that is, uh, left back. He's got four assists for Bristol City. You mean this? So I, 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 I can't remember his first name, but I know Pring has got four assists and he's a good left back. Got McLaughlin, Jones and Christie. I mean, Macker and Jones have been absolutely stupendous recently with all those clean sheets. So they've got to be in there. Got Scott, left wing, who's one of the uh, starlets for Bristol Williams, again, I think it's Joe Williams, who's pretty high rated. Slater, but no necessarily, of course, he's, he's injured. Andy Vyman, who's a very good player, scored about 20 goals last season. And up front, it's Naki Wells, who scored an equaliser at uh, Sunderland. Um, Will is having um, a meltdown. And then Oscar completes <laughs> the lineup. So, um, yeah, I mean, he can, if you, you know, are an audio listener and you can remember. Um, that lineup, you know, tell me in the comments what do you think of it. But Mark, um, 
I don't know what your knowledge of Bristol City is like, but is it rubbish or is it good? Bristol City. Uh, this lineup. This lineup. Well, I don't. I don't know too much about the Bristol City. Cool. Players, but so please say yes. That's a great lineup. Thank you. Thank you. That's the first positive review you've had on this segment. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, but I think because these are so exciting, actually, I think it's time to look at a completely another different lineup that I, I made. Um, this one I didn't make, but it's just the lineup we last played against Bristol at the start of the season. So I just wanted to show you, you know, how far we've come. Uh, a fair few of these players would play for us um, at the moment, but 3 5 2. Um, is the main difference here. I mean, uh, well, Aliar's in here. He wouldn't play. Smith's now in Oxford. Got Louis Cole, the club captain, who's barely played um, the last you know few games where Christie's really come to form. And I think that the major difference between this and uh, any lineup we would be playing yeah, recently is that Fix is actually playing. He would not play. He's no, nowhere near the team at the moment. Uh, Go on, well. Wait a minute. You're saying Cole was going to play right fullback, right wing back. Yeah. You're saying he's playing that attacking. Oh, look, that's a 3-5-2, okay? But the, the, you can't actually move the players on the... Uh, he was going to the fold the midfield. Well, yeah, but that's just how it looks. I didn't do that, but he is a, a right wing back. He's not a right winger or anything like that. So, um, yeah. Maybe I should get some better software for this. Um, I'm sure it's all <laughs> popping off in the comments at the moment. Alex Lancaster says, oh, no. Uh, and then Enchep yes. says, he doesn't even know the player he's put into a combined 11. And then Alex again, Pring, it might as well be a can of Pringles in terms of Witto's knowledge. So I've wished you a happy birthday in front of all the other fans. And, uh, you know, that's the abuse I get from, from Alex. So uh, I won't be reading out any more comments from him today. But uh, <laughs> what else is this to say about Bristol City? Because... I mean, we beat them in the playoff uh, final. Yeah, you so beat you right there. <laughs> a repeat of that would be would be lovely, but I think with the fact two of our previous uh, three games have been nil-nil, Bristol are just below us in the table. We're defensively very good, and Bristol are picking a lot of jaws. Um, I think I might just be boring and predict a, uh, another nil-nil draw. I really hope that isn't the case, but... Maybe if I, you know, it's, it's reverse psychology. I'm predicting nil-nil, so it will be a, another five-old goal fest, which I think would be quite pleasant for all the people travelling all that way. Um, Mark, do you have anything else to, to mention about Hull and Bristol at the moment? Uh, say that again. <laughs> well, are, are you looking forward to it? Do you, do you, are you thinking that um, Hull can get back to winning ways? And um, I think oh, yes. we've got an opportunity to do that. I've always got to remain hopeful. Um, mm. Yeah, you've got to remain. I mean, still looking at the league, you're still not far off the playoffs. It's 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 crazy. Put three yeah. or four games together, and yeah, you're there. Absolutely, I, I think the opportunity at the moment. So that's 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 the crazy thing about the league at the moment. Nobody seems to want it. That's a good point. I mean, Middlesbrough are really going for it. I think maybe. I mean, if Boris Johnson United, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. That would be a very exciting thing, but. Uh, just probably Sheffield United if we get promoted to the playoffs, which would be kind of boring. Uh, no, yeah, I don't, I, no, I don't no, like no, any no. of these uh, parachute payment clubs. If Sheffield United dropped out of the top two of the way in the way that they are, they do. They're mm. winning the playoffs. 
I'd like Luton to go up. That'd be good. If we don't go up, I think Luton, right? Maybe Millwall. Just someone to sort of annoy the Premier League. Millwall would be funny because it'd annoy the Premier League. The Premier League would hate that. Brilliant, wouldn't it? And no one would enjoy going there. But of course, there's about like a 1% chance, I think, that we could get into playoffs based on some supercomputer somewhere. Um, We do have a chance to pick up a few wins in a row hopefully, because we are playing some teams in and around us. But I think another point wouldn't be the worst result. And so if we don't have anything else to mention, I think we'll just, you know, look ahead to the Bristol game. Hopefully we get at least a point, continue some, uh, you know, strong, solid form under the senior. And then we push on when we get some uh, home games under the MKM lights with uh, West Brom and then Coventry. And then it'll be uh, Burnley, which is a, a, an exciting game to test us against um a good team. So, uh, well, Mark, thanks very much for coming on. Uh, Mark, uh, you're from the Whole City Supporters Trust. Is there any lovely message you'd like to send to people about what you do there? Or, or, or yeah, I'd just, I'd just like to thank everybody that's contributed to our fund that we set up at the GoFundMe towards Turkey. Anybody that's contributed to that, yes, still contribute. I think we've raised over ten thousand pounds already. So, yeah, thanks for anybody that's contributed stuff. to that. Um, yeah, and we're hopeful, hopefully going to hold, hold um, something for to celebrate the 15 years since we got promoted to the uh, Premier League. So, wow. 15 just, years. Uh, so Nathaniel wasn't even born then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I was. I, I was born, but I was still, you know, nappies at at that point, pretty much. Yeah. And I, th- I think the trust are doing a, a lot of stuff in the background with the club and that. So. Yeah, there's a lot of good things coming out of it at the moment. So with the FSA, so yeah, mm. good things, good things. Well, that would be a lovely thing to end on. But Ian Templeman has just commented, uh, as well as Enchep, anything about uh, the Dundalk? I think I pronounced that correctly. Um, so Hull have been linked to buying uh, another club, um, or Ajin's been um, uh, linked to buying another club, Dundalk from Ireland. So I think. It shows ambition from the owners that maybe they want to buy another club to uh, send some young players out on loan to. That's what some bigger clubs are doing. It's that, and I think they want a club in Europe that isn't affected by what we get here with Brexit so they can get players involved in the squad easier from abroad. Ah, yeah. So maybe Chelly, is it? Uh, The Peruvian star could go over there on loan, perhaps? And then come and play I, for us. I, I, personally, I'm very disappointed. We're not trying to bring in a Craigie Island FC. Personally, hmm. what's that? I knew a father to reference a go of the bloody head. Yeah, five or ten. What's that? Yeah, I don't even know what you're referencing. You know, let alone understanding the reference. Uh, Mark, do you, do you know what Will's talking about? No. No, but uh, do you think I'm that's... the only one here who's seen Father Ted? Oh my God! Oh, Father Ted! Oh, uh, I've heard, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. But uh, Mark, do you think that this could be quite a, an interesting development? Yes, I think it could. Um, yeah, he's, he's using the European route. Obviously, I think like what you've said to get players in easier to get the European passport. I kind of guess there must be some kind of Something to do with that. I think it's easier through Ireland to do it. Because yes. the connection to the UK. Well, that's good 
astute observation. Well, there is a lot of young Irish talent about as well, so maybe they're looking at something to do with that as well. I should imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, of course, we've got a good Irish contingent, always have, with you know lots of players. So I guess having some more Irish players develop from Dundalk perhaps could come into us. Maybe they'll become like our, you know, Salzburg to Leipzig sort of link. Or um, is it New York uh, something for Man City? Um, I guess, you know, I think it could be a really interesting development if, if it does go through. Of course, it's just a sort of rumour at the moment. I think we've seen it confirmed and various people have said it's 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 happening, it's trying to happen. But, uh, you know, I guess that's another thing to look out for along with the uh, uh, Walton Street development that's been uh, talked about. So lots of exciting things to discuss with, um, you know, off-the-field matters. Um, we'll be back next week, probably after another nil-nil, and we're going to have to keep coming up with stupid combined <laughs> lineups just to fill the time at this rate if uh, there's not going to be another goal to talk about soon. Um, but thanks very much again to everyone who's commented and listening. We really appreciate it, and we hope you've had uh, an enjoyable time listening to us and may ramble on an awful lot tonight. So thanks again, and we'll see you all again next week. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.